the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, it was a very stormy night in central Ohio. Lots of rain. Flooding threatened may happen if we get more storms today, which are supposed to happen. Scattered storms. And it is a stormy day politically in Ohio as President Joe Biden is coming to Cleveland. He is going to tout the transformative difference he has made in guaranteeing union workers a lot more pension payments than they would have received without his vaunted American rescue plan. That's your money, my money, taxpayers' money, that the president gave away to pension plans that were mismanaged by private companies in order to cover their mistakes. Uh, It caused the rampant inflation that we in Ohio and people across the country are battling. So it is an interesting strategy to come to a state that is increasingly leaning Republican. Uh, Donald Trump won it more decisively in 2020 than he did in 2016. It is a, a very interesting strategy for the president to come to Cleveland and to tout his accomplishments with union workers when what he did to have something to tout caused all the rest of us to pay nearly $5 a gallon for gas and exceedingly higher prices at the grocery stores. I'm guessing Joe Biden is hoping we don't put that all together. And frankly, a lot of people won't. But somebody's figured it out. And that somebody's name is Tim Ryan, the Democratic senator candidate in the state of Ohio, who, uh, shockingly, will not appear with Joe Biden today in Cleveland. Now, don't you think that's odd? I mean, it's a little bit odd that if the president is coming to your home state, not all that far, what, an hour and a half by car, from Tim Ryan's part of Ohio that he represented in the U.S. Congress for two decades, to tout something he did for the working man, the blue-collar man, the hard-working union guy? That seems to fit right into Tim Ryan's narrative. But Tim Ryan is not going to be there today to take a bow with the president because Tim Ryan doesn't want any of Joe Biden's stink on him. And that has, of course, been noted by Tim Ryan's opponent in the upcoming Senate race in November. J.D. Vance releases a statement today that reads in part, Joe Biden's time in office has been a disaster for working-class Ohioans. In less than two years, he's put us recklessly further in debt with trillions of dollars in wasteful spending. Yes, including his 
much-touted this afternoon union bailout. He speaks at 2 p.m. And then J.D. Vance notes that Biden did all this with the unquestioned support of 20-year career politician Tim Ryan, who is so extreme he votes with Joe Biden and his inflationary left-wing agenda 100% of the time. Yet despite that, despite supporting Biden totally while he's in Washington, D.C., Tim Ryan is once again hiding from Joe Biden when he visits Ohio. Yes, that is all accurate. And we will see whether any of the, uh, they're not left-leaning, they're firmly planted on the left, reporters who cover Joe Biden today will ask him about Tim Ryan's absence, or will ask him about the fact that, you know, Mr. President, you're here uh, at this union training center, Iron Workers Local 17, to tout all that you did for the guys whose pensions were cut 40%. You did it with the American Rescue Plan, which economists say caused the inflation that all Ohio citizens are battling. In hindsight, do you think that was such a great idea? And he will, of course, not A, not take questions, and B, if he did take questions, uh, lie about the fact that, no, no, the American Rescue Plan did not cause inflation, even though top economists in the Barack Obama administration, including Larry Summers, say that it absolutely positively did. Biden used the American Rescue Plan, which is our money, our money, yours and mine, to bail out 200 pension plans to keep them solvent for 30 more years until 2051. Now, you say, well, you don't understand, Bruce. Um, You don't know what it's like to be near retirement and have your pension cut. Actually, I do. I worked for the Cleveland Plain Dealer for 18 years, and when I went there, we had a pension, and that was one of the big, like, plum accomplishments of working at the Plain Dealer, was you got a Plain Dealer pension. And then word started to leak out that the pension was not doing too well. The pension fund not doing too well. And the pension was reduced, and the pension eventually was frozen and went away. And they didn't continue it anymore. So I have borne my own pension pain. But never did I think that, you know what, somebody ought to rescue me. No. Somebody should have managed our pension better. It's amazing to me, and this is the new religion in our country now, that the government is supposed to rescue us from everything. They are, in fact, responsible for rescuing us from everything, from our bad decisions from our bad life choices. They are either to rescue us or to uphold us, to support us, to affirm us, to not punish us, to never allow any consequences to intrude upon anything that we do. And that would be great if pretty much any of their ideas worked. But their ideas don't work. And you don't have to look any farther than the Highland Park, Illinois shooting to find out how empty the supposed government answers are for the societal problems that plague us. We have a problem with mass shootings. We have a problem with crime in our inner cities. And the Democrats will tell you that the way to fix that is to take everybody's guns away and to make laws that make it really, really hard for people to get guns. And nowhere in our country, maybe except New York, is it harder to get a gun and keep a gun than in the state of Illinois, which has always been run by Democrats for my entire lifetime, all the way back even before 
I was able to cognitively process things going on. Chicago has been a Democratic stronghold. There are a lot of historians who believe that John F. Kennedy would not have been elected president in 1960 if not for some funny business in Chicago politics. So it is a Democratic stronghold. And Highland Park is a suburb of Chicago. And Highland Park, Illinois, where a very uh, demented and possessed young man shot and killed seven people at a 4th of July parade. Highland Park, Illinois, well, that's where the rich Democrats live. That's where the elite Democrats live. That's where the ones live who want no one to have a gun. And that's why they have an assault rifle weapons ban. That's where they have red flag laws and universal background checks and every box marked on the Democratic wish list of how to control crimes related to guns. And yet, this shooter, legally, under the laws of the state of Illinois, was able to buy five guns, two rifles, three pistols, after, after, two years ago, police being called to his home because he, quote, threatened to kill everyone. Threatened to kill everyone. Well, that might have been an idle threat, Bruce. Really? Well, they didn't think it was too idle. They confiscated 16 knives, a dagger, and a sword. Seems like he had the means to do so. And yet, he was able to legally purchase in gun law utopia five weapons. So if you wonder why I sit here every day and mock Democratic policies and talk about how ineffective they are, it is only because they are ineffective. Because if you wanted a textbook case of someone whose behavior, whose words, actions, and attitudes sent the message that this guy was on the career path to become a mass killer, it would have been the kid who climbed the ladder and shot innocent people and killed seven, including the parents of a two-year-old boy who was left wandering the scene, bloodied by the wounds that his parents suffered in losing their life on a day where all they wanted to do was go to a parade and celebrate. He was able to legally purchase five guns with universal background checks, with red flag laws. With assault weapons bans. He still did it legally. So, keep that in mind today. When Joe Biden comes to Cleveland and he stands up in front of his union pals and he tells them all about how he rescued them, he won't tell them with whose money he did it. It's yours and mine. And I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Biden today, in a naked attempt to curry favor with his base, will decry the death of Jalen Walker in Akron shot 60 times by police. That's the headline. That's what you've heard over and over and over again. But the details of what Jalen Walker did, hmm, those you haven't heard too much about. But you'll hear about them next. This will be Joe Biden's third visit to the state of Ohio. I really wish we could get the vice president of the state of Ohio because, uh, you know, we're 
we could use some inspiration. And nobody inspires like Kamala Harris. Yesterday in uh, Highland Park, Illinois, uh, Kamala Harris did what, uh, well, what Kamala Harris often does. We'll deal with what we need to deal with in terms of also as we move forward, all agreeing that we got to be smarter as a country in terms of who has access to what, and in particular <laughs> assault weapons. And um, we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. There you go. little word salad from Kamala Harris. You won't be nearly as hungry at noon now that you've had a Kamala word salad. Uh, wow. Um, the phrase lights on in nobody's home was invented for her, I think. Or was invented for the aptly named Suzette Hackney. Emphasis on hack of USA Today, whose editorial is published today on the online edition of the Columbus Dispatch. Suzette Hackney is writing about the death of 25-year-old Jalen Walker in Akron. Watch Biden refer to this today in an attempt to curry favor. He's not averse to demonizing police whenever he gets the opportunity to and pandering to black people who, uh, because of incredibly dishonest reporting by the likes of Suzette Hackney and ABC News and others, uh, cannot put together what is pretty easy to put together if you just use a little common sense. What do you think would happen to you if you committed a traffic violation or for some reason you look in your rearview mirror of your car and you see the flashing lights of a police cruiser? What do you do in that situation? I pull over, maybe kick myself if I ran a stop sign, a red light, or knew that I was speeding, or I'm like, I wonder what this guy wants if I don't have any genuine idea what I did wrong. But that is not what Jalen Walker did. Uh, Jalen Walker tromped on the accelerator and decided that he would flee police in Akron. And then he shot out the window of his car at them. And then he pulled over, stopped the car, got out of the car on the passenger side, and began to run from the Akron police while wearing a ski mask. Why do people wear ski masks pulled all the way down over their face in the middle of June? I would say that's because they have committed a crime or they want to conceal their identity. And is there a good reason for concealing your identity from police? I would say probably those reasons that you could possibly give trend more toward obscuring your identity because you have committed a crime than you are just rehearsing your Halloween costume a few months early. So Jalen Walker began to run while wearing a ski mask. And then he turned around and reached into his belt and extended his hand toward police who did what police are trained to do in that situation. They opened fire. And they emptied their weapons, which they are also trained to do. And Jalen Walker, unfortunately, was hit 60 times and ended up dead. Here is how Suzette Hackney, emphasis on hack, wrote about the death of Jalen Walker. Walker, only 25 years old, died in a hail of bullets in Akron, fired from eight police officers, who continued to shoot at him as he lay dying on the ground. I don't know if he was moving or not. If he's moving, they're going to keep shooting. That's what they're trained to do. She continues. Walker, 
fled from officers in a car chase after a traffic stop. Mistake number one. He shot at police during the chase. Mistake number two. Before he eventually bailed from the car. Mistake number three. I'm adding those. Those are those are editorial additions by me. That's not in her copy, okay? Parenthetical additions. <laughs> I'm editing her uh, from afar. Officers cornered him after a brief pursuit. They then shot him as many as 60 times. Preliminary information shows the officers fired 90 rounds in all. Walker, this is, the, this is my favorite part of the Dishonest Reporting 101. Walker didn't have a weapon when he was shot. The gun, ammunition, and gold ring were left on the front seat of his car. And now for my favorite sentence in her screed. But officers still perceived him as a threat. Imagine that. Imagine them perceiving someone as a threat who fled from a routine traffic stop, shot out the window of his car at them, and then ran from them, turned quickly, reached into the waistband of his pants, and extended his hand toward them. They perceived him as a threat. And then she writes, It's another video that will traumatize people of color. We watch, we mourn, we question why it happens again and again. Well, I'll tell you why it happened. I think I've covered it, but let me go over it again. He fled from a routine traffic stop. He shot at cops out the window of the car. He ran from cops while wearing a ski mask and turned quickly toward them and reached into the band of his pants. The fact that Jalen Walker is black had nothing to do with him being shot. Zero. Zip. Nada. Anyone, me, doing those same exact things would have been shot just like he was. And dishonest reporting like this is why more of these things tend to happen. Because people will see this, hear about this, hear the partial facts of the case. Yes, he was shot 60 times. Yes, that's a lot. That's a training thing. That is, you want to change the training, then Lobby for that. But the training is you empty your weapon and you shoot center mass and you fire until the suspect is no longer moving. That's the training. If you don't like the training, then do something. Go to your elected representatives. Go to your city council meetings. Go to your police. But the problem with changing the training is we don't want dead police either. And people who act like Jalen Walker acted on that night are perceived as a threat because the behavior in which they engage has most often been an actual threat to police. Okay? These are never written like, what if he had just stopped, pulled over, gotten out, got down on his knees, put his hands on top of his head? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.